Good morning and welcome to episode oh 140. One, oh, here we go. I like I like the new system. Episode 140 of the uh, Sunday Conversation Podcast. Presented by Taco Casa. Mm-hmm. The boys in the colony are throwing them down. Speaking of, if you go to the uh, the uh, colony location and get a, I, I believe it's called a Casa Pack. Okay. The old house pack. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll get, it'll fetch you a free gallon of, of uh, sweet tea this weekend uh, oh, wow. and this weekend only. So, so cruise on over and, and uh, get yourself some, some free sweet tea. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is, I'd say. Good thing. Good thing. We're letting people know on yeah. Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Well, that's the point of the podcast. We have to always do our ad reads whenever that may be. And uh, that's quite funny, Aaron. Uh, hosted by you and I. How are you? How was your week, pal? Uh, I'm, I'm great, Benny. Week was great. Dad, do me a favor. Pull the little mic part of your headphones out of your... Uh, it's, you're getting muffled by your sweatshirt. There you go. How are we doing? Better? Great. great. Um, yeah, my week was good. We, we were reunited first time we've seen each other since uh probably hannah's jack and jill right yeah august july or something i believe so a few months you know we had uh for you know congrats to hannah and travis they got married on friday night so we uh we got to see each other and uh and kick it for a bit great wedding great time great people um and subpar limbo line like the most underwhelming limbo line i've ever seen like the the heart was there the desire was there just there was no action like Like everybody circled around the limbo line like cool like let's get this going and then so ben and i being the the party starters that we are we're like hey let's get a limbo line going the dj was even in on it he's like okay cool i happened to be playing um a world famous song by little john get low so, <laughs> so like what better fucking song to limbo he, to heat us up cute us up with a good jam for a limbo line so ben and i we grab a tie we we start a limbo line and you know plenty of people went through when we were holding it basically above our heads but as soon as it got down to like our like sternums it was like nope not no one else is going to participate except for these like two little kids until Ben and I passed off the limbo line, showed people how it was done. And then everybody was like, well, we're not going to be able to top that. So they just gave up at that point. Uh, but great time. Nonetheless, uh, saw, saw my family yesterday, which was nice. I haven't seen my dad in a couple months. So it was good to go went over there and had dinner with him. And uh, also I went to see my eye doctor yesterday, who's up in Manchester. Uh, you know, I'm good for eye doctor appointment every fucking two years, basically. And I've been going to the same eye doctor for probably about a decade now. And he's in the Buckland Hills mall, which by the way, is like a trip being in that mall. Cause like all the anchor stores are closed. Like it's just, it's weird being in that mall. It's so, so different than when we were growing up, but I have done this every single fucking time for 10 years. I park at the wrong end of the mall. Every time I go, I tell myself that it's in the Sears parking, like it's in the Sears end. Sears isn't even there anymore, but where Sears used to be, I walk in, instantly realize I'm on the wrong end of the mall and have to walk straight to the other side to go to my eye doctor. Did it again yesterday. Uh, I wonder what the distance is. That is a good size mall. Actually, I bet you, I bet you I can tell you. 
because I bet you there was a a stretch of activity in my uh, in my steps yesterday. That uh, yesterday, well, that was when I was walking the dogs. Two to three, so it's it's about seven hundred steps. However, however far that that would probably be, it's about seven hundred steps. Um, but uh, but yeah, week was good. You know, uh, I bought uh, I bought. Uh, just shy of a thousand dollars worth of Amazon stock the day before their earnings got announced, and then their earnings got announced, and it dropped about eighteen percent. So that was uh, it's it's good to be back in the in the stock market full swing, Ben. You know, seeing things like that happen. <laughs> uh, other than that, busy. Love week. love that. Yeah. And now uh, and now we're good. Uh, how was your week, pal? I mean, shit. It was great. We uh, we rolled north here and. We've been plugging along. We've done some fall things, you know, hit, hit an apple orchard and, uh, Oh, nice. Which one, you know, got to, uh, just took a ride to Glastonbury nice. over to Belltown, but, um, I guess Dondero got some apple fritters. Those things are so money. Um, but, uh, yeah, actually was very surprised with the, uh, with the color here in new England. It's, it's pretty unbelievable right now. Oh uh, yeah. Like didn't, didn't, you never know, I guess when you're going to hit it or, or if you're going to hit it or like what stretch of the, the years is going to be like the real pop and red colors, but right. it's right now uh, for all those interested. Yeah. I mean, it really is. They, they, it's, it's what I think is one of the best drives in Connecticut is route up route eight into the Naugatuck Valley this time of year it's it's like pretty crazy how like ridiculous the fucking the colors are yeah it's awesome it is weird though i notice this every year we're like you know obviously i was just up at home the last two nights and like we're probably like at the peak or even like just on the other side of the peak of the colors up there down here is like i don't know probably about a week behind or so and it's, you know, it's 40 miles difference, but it's, it's still like a week, week behind. So we're, we're just looking pretty down here, but, um, but that's great, man. That's great. I love that. You're just getting to, uh, to hang and enjoy home and see the crew and all that stuff. You, when you, you guys have any idea when you're rolling out? Not, not exactly, but, uh, I mean, sometimes, sometime this week, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, shit, a lot of uh, it's just insane, like how quick life goes in terms of like, you know, this summer talking about like, oh yeah, Hannah's wedding in October. It's like yeah. fuck, here it is, and then in a couple weeks, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's just like holy mackerel. I I, I don't. Like, obviously, everybody knows the expression, like, you know, or time flies, especially when you get older. Like, it just it is noticeable how much faster time seems to go. But, like, I wonder what is if there's like a quantifiable thing for why that is the case. Like, do you think it's just because, like, as you get older, your life is more busy and more things going on? And so it just makes it seem like life goes by faster? Or is it because, like, you're, your day-to-day is more routine and so you have like you look forward to 
events and bigger things. And because you're always looking forward to the next big thing, like that's what makes it seem like it goes by faster. Uh, that's interesting. Cause like, you know, it's like, what if like hypothetically really we were in like a simulation we definitely and up, simulation. Uh, okay. That's, it was kind of like a, you know, just trying to ease them into it, but uh, all right. So we're in a simulation and up until maybe you're like, you know, everyone gets it at a different age, but like between um, call it 18 and 23, yeah, you're, you have the uh, speed up factor. Yeah. Like somewhere in there, like seconds become slower or uh, quicker. Yeah. It's like, but I don't know if that's like, um, it was so mentioned to us like, Oh, you know, appreciate this now yeah. because you know, when you're an adult and whatever like subliminal, you know, thing was popped in like insert when you're an adult, you know, it's never going to be like this. When you're an adult, you're going to be working, you know, it's all, the, or whatever it is. It's like, so there is like all of a sudden like this shift and it's like, bam, you're, it, you're in, you're in the speed, you're in the speed warp. Like, okay, you've entered the speed warp and now, you know, it, it, your life ticks faster and, you know, shit just, it's there's got to be some sort of like mental psychological like switch and i don't know if it's like the lack of of caring as a young kid could be you know or like the lack of like um having to to care right you know it's like and i don't mean it like that like you can care uh, but i just mean like um you know the importance of like figuring life out Maybe, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. It really is. It's like it, you're on to something. It's just like you just hit a point where you just go hyperspeed. I mean, I, I've been in New Haven now for five years. And like that five years has fucking flown by. I mean, I remember, remember the day, the weekend I moved down here. Like I remember it, it was right around this time of year, five years ago. And like... It's crazy to think how fast Sasha's going to be 12 on Wednesday. Like I remember the day I got her, like it was yesterday and all the things that her and I have done together over the years. And it doesn't, it feels like it's been two weeks and yet here I have this, you know, dog who's about to be 12 years old. It just, it just, it, it really passes you by quick if you're not paying attention. And it also, I was talking to somebody this about this at the wedding, I think talking to somebody about this at the wedding and we were talking about like advice that you were given when you were younger by adults that like you just didn't pay attention to. And it's like you said, it's all the cliches, right? You know, like, you know, uh, be careful, you know, life moves really fast. Eventually it just flies by time flat. Make sure you're enjoying yourself because you, you know, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be 50. And like, I was literally having this conversation with somebody and you just, you don't take any of it in. Yeah, I mean, you listen and in the moment it may like resonate with you, but like long-term you don't like consciously think about it until one day you're that person, that age, that's saying the same fucking things to, to, you know, kids that are younger than you. Yeah. And that's the circle of life, as they say. And they're not listening either. It's, uh, 
it is wild. Actually, speaking of the circle of life, it's this is completely unrelated to anything we were just talking about. But um, have you seen what Elon Musk says is the is the uh, the greatest threat to humanity currently? No. Uh, can I guess? Of course, you can guess. I mean, he. I'm guessing it's something ridiculous like AI and he's the one that's creating it. <laughs> no, it's not AI, but, but <laughs> you and I know in the simulation, it's not, no, you know why he won't say it's AI because he probably does have an AI project going. And if he says AI, it's going to be hard to get his AI project off the ground. If he's actively telling people that AI is going to be the downfall of humanity. Right. No, and he's not the only person I've actually heard say this. It's population collapse. Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I did actually know that. I listened to that uh, the episode of him on the Nelk Boys podcast, yeah, yep. the Full Send podcast. Yep, yep. And he was saying that, yeah, 100%. He was talking about how, like, what we don't realize is, like, even the slightest bit of, of people not reproducing, like, could cause, like, a major fucking, like, lag. Yep. That's, in, Yeah. The way he phrased it was, we have too many adults in diapers and not enough children in diapers. And like, I guess I was, re- I was reading more about it later, later. And it's like, like China has a, like, you know, we, I think we did a whole podcast, you know, not too long ago talking about like how China's like the scariest, like threat to America. But apparently China has a huge population problem and not in that they have too many people, which they probably do but they have too many old people. The population has slowed down. Like population growth has slowed down to nothing. We're like, they're saying that China in the next 10 years will have less than 600 million people down from like 1.3, you know, billion that they have now, which is kind Um, of crazy. Which is also unbelievably interesting because as fucked up as this sounds like how many babies have they killed? Well, right. You know, like, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like, that's actually a Chinese law that you're only allowed to have, right. I believe, one child. And then they upped it, like, not long ago to two children. And then on top of that, like, I'm pretty sure back in the day, if you had a kid after you're supposed to, they would kill the child. Like, yeah, I, I, think that, I think the way that was supposed to go was, like, it was you um, – it, after your first child, you couldn't get government support for your child. Like, because obviously, because it's a communist country, you get some kind of like government stipend for like your children and stuff. And after you have your first child, you like wouldn't get any more government money for it. I'm looking at a chart right now. China's population in 2021 hit 1.4126 billion. That's fucking crazy. But they say that that's the peak and over the next, I mean, this chart goes over the next 70 years, but it will drop substantially by more than half over the next 70 years. Um, But I guess like that makes the problem is that like now you don't have, you don't have as capable a workforce. You don't have as many people that can work in all the jobs where you just need bodies for that aren't like necessarily skilled labor jobs you don't have you just don't have people to do them which you know Aaron there are going to be so many businesses that are gonna like I'm just thinking right off the top of my head 
uh, last week, I, oh, I guess it was three weeks ago now, we went to Men's Warehouse in Panama City nice. to get a pair of pants for myself. So the woman who is the tailor there, shout out Taylor. Yo, yo. Um, Actually, real quick, did you know that the company that owns or owns Men's Warehouse is also called Tailored Brands? Yes, I did. Continue. Um, so this woman, she, I had, I, she was in her seventies, had to be, if not like late seventies. And she was the tailor for, for men's warehouse down there. And I'm just thinking in the back of my head, like, so she brings out her chart for us to get these pants. And she's like, oh, she's like, this is what I have open. When do you need it by? And we were like Tuesday, whatever. And uh, she's like, okay, okay. She's like, I'll be gone all this week. And like all the long, she's like, basically, she's like a tired old woman. Yeah. Right. This one person in this massively populated area is the tailor for the men's warehouse, you know? So then what happens when she's no longer available? How many young tailors or seamstresses are like coming up? You know, and the same thing goes for like a shoe cobbler, right? You know, like a leather worker, all these like jobs that. So, what I was getting at is like, is it going to be the type of thing where we just fucking 3D print everything? Like 3D print a dress, you know? It's like, oh, you know, what are your sizes? And then it's just a computer generated like thing because no one's going to be able to do it. Nobody. She doesn't have a young apprentice there. You know, it's like, and also nobody wants to do, I don't mean it like that, but like, I don't really think too many people want to go sit in the back room of a, you know, a tailoring office anymore. It's just like where we're at in the world. It's just like not, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was like a, a normal thing, you know, it's like, I, I think it's like like we are so hung up, especially our generation and the generation. Well, the generation under us doesn't want to work at all, but our generation is also hung up on like glorious, like having jobs that are like like cool jobs to have, right? Like you know, being a software engineer, you know, shit like that. Like like you know, cool job titles. No one wants to be a tailor anymore. Nobody wants to work with their hands. And actually, it's interesting you say that too, because when you think about it, like down where you are, like how many haberdasheries, like how many like like fine clothiers are there like probably not many you know and i don't i don't mean that because it's florida i mean that because outside of like you know maybe new york chicago los angeles like major cities how many places really have like a plethora of like shops you can go as a guy and like get like a you know a tailored suit or whatever like there are tailored whatever like there's not many of them i know of i know of two in new haven um and I don't, need, I don't know how good they are. I don't, I haven't gotten anything uh, uh, adjusted. And also, and like, not to mention the whole dynamic of the work, you know, f- call it workwear, probably shifted. You know, it's like yeah. now everyone wants like Lululemon pants yeah. and like a stretchy shirt and like comfort, comfort, comfort. Yep. You yep. know, it's like, you know, you, it's just not the days where it's like you're wearing a fucking wool suit every single day with, you know, it's like people sweat their ass off. They're like, I don't want that. So it's like, 
and then you start to think about it and it's you know now they're just making tapered clothes for you and and you know back in the day you if you wanted something that was you know exclusive you somebody had to do it custom and now it's like they're just they're making custom the norm yeah well right and like and even to that degree like it like custom custom clothes have also become more accessible now like the suit i got for samantha's wedding i mean if you go to a like a real haberdashery and you haberdashery shop haberdashery whatever you know what i'm getting at and get a suit made like it's gonna cost you 1500 bucks two grand depending on material all that stuff easy i i got the nicest suit you can get like I'm not trying to sound like a douchebag, but I lost a bunch of weight a long time ago and I wanted to get myself one nice suit to have. I went to men's warehouse and I got, um, Oh fuck. What's the brand? I don't know, but it's some like, it's, it's like one of their like, um, Italian fabric suits or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, 700 bucks like three you know three and four like 300 for the pants or something 400 bucks and it it was a good suit and it's like you can't get much more expensive there but it's like i don't need a a super expensive fucking armani suit i just wanted something that was like and it truly it you know you can feel a difference like it's it's nice material it, it all that but that's still not what you're saying that's off the shelf that's off the rack like right right you know it's it's you're you're buying a suit and they're they're tailoring it to your to your measurements at that point right it's not not like a scratch no not at all we're in like and like the suit that i bought is like a custom-made suit but it's a custom-made suit in china like it it comes from china and like you know it cost me what 450 bucks something like that and you know, for 450 bucks and being like custom made, like it's, it's a good suit. Like I like the way it fits. I like the way it feels, but it's also like, there's little things I noticed on it. That's like, okay, well, you know, this suit is 450 bucks. I'm not going to, you know, I can't get upset about this. And so as that becomes the model that we go to, you're going to just, there is less of a call. There will always be a call for people that make like expensive custom suits, but the like middle, like the middle class, basically of that, that profession is going to disappear because you'll have the really high end suit makers who will always have jobs because of Wall Street and lawyers and all that they will always have to make high end suits. And then you'll have like the men's warehouses, the Indochinos that, you know, are a little bit less expensive that are like, you know, more affordable that people will go to get, like you said, you'll go get a suit that you can wear to a lot of different occasions. That's not just a, you know, a one-time use suit. Yeah. I don't have, we don't have 30 suits in the old arsenal. Like yeah, right. one for every, Yeah, right. it's like right. buy one that can kind of work with yeah, exactly. just about everything. Get a neutral color. Which is why I did neutral things. Yeah. They told me uh charcoal. So it's not a black suit, but it's a really dark charcoal suit. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, this is the, uh, this is what they call like the 30 year olds. Um, uh, formal black suit it's like because yeah, you can wear it to like, right you can wear it to a funeral you can wear it to you know anything that you need a suit for you can wear it to. but you can't wear it to black tie right 
which like, yeah, like just as an aside i have a i have a black tie wedding on new year's eve and i guess i'll just go rent a tuxedo did you say didn't you have two of them or something two, crazy weddings on new year's eve. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm going to attend both of them at least for a period of time so it's uh it's hard being popular man you know and then i get a break until your wedding which is nice but um but yeah, like, so you're, you're just, and, and, and to kind of bring this more full circle, like that's kind of the way it's going to go with a lot of different trades. If you want to call them jobs, if you want to call them where the high end will always exist, the, the low end or the middle, the middle class, so to speak, will eventually be replaced, uh, by the, you know, inexpensive, um, affordable option and the middle class will disappear. Same sort of thing you see with just the the world in general or this country in general, you know, the middle class starts to disappear. More people get pushed up, more people get pushed down. And then, you know, this, this gap in between the, the classes starts to, uh, starts to grow or continues to grow, I guess I should say. So. Yeah. yeah. I saw this, I saw a pretty interesting thing that was like, uh, like moving forward in life. They're like, if you want nice shit, you're going to have to, you're going to have to know how to take old shit and make it nice again yeah definitely like because you know as we move forward you can look at that in any sort of you know you know literally any facet of life in terms of okay break it into a suit okay mm -hmm. you can go to a fucking thrift shop and yep. find some unbelievable we'll call it a piece of fabric Mm -hmm. And it's like, and if you can somehow get that to fit you properly, you know, yep. now you've taken an old, you know, something old, made it new again. And it's like, whether that's be a, a rusty pair of pliers that are made out of like a really good, you know, steel, call mm -hmm. it, you know, you could take a little time, grind the rust off, literally make them work perfect again. And those will be stronger then the, like, the brand new um uh harbor freight you know yeah. shitty metal tool that looks nice because it's brand new but it's really shit you yeah. know it's like it's gonna break way quicker than that that old whatever it is there, there was a something i saw along the same lines as it pertains to architectural design and like i'm sure you've noticed like you know, all new buildings and shit are like, everything is like hyper modern looking, right? Like clean lines, very simple, like, um, you know, very uh, geometrically sound, but like, you know, kind of plain, like hyper modern, simple, classic. And it, it basically said the same thing where like, because that's the way design is going and getting more simplistic, you are going to have architects and masons and stuff that will lose the creativity and skill of the generations before them because they are no longer demanded to make things that are like you know beautiful and classic it's all just meant to look hyper modern and so now you're going to see those skills start to disappear because it's not what's in vogue anymore and it's what nobody's calling for and it's cheaper to do stuff just like super clean lines like very simple like it's just way cheaper to do it that way right right so basically I mean, what i'm getting at society skill level is just going to collectively decrease 
and to a point of no like gone yep, yep. it's the point where literally i mean i think that is that is ideally probably the the goal is to make everybody useless you know when you when you make it so most people don't have the skills to do certain things you also have the ability to command higher prices for things because you only have certain people that can do it you know and that's just the way I mean, think about it like with cars too. They're dumbing down car mechanics now. It's not the old days where you bring a car to a mechanic. He, you know, you'd say it's making this noise. He'd listen to the noise and then like, you know, diagnose what the problem might be. Now it's, you know, bring the car in. They don't even listen to what you tell them. They just plug in, you know, plug in their computer to the ECU and see what the fucking car says the problem is. Right. And then, and then it probably, half the time it. it doesn't even say that there's an issue. Oh, it's right. fine. Right. And it's, okay. No, it's not, but whatever. Yeah. I like, I, my car's got to go in the shop this week to get my front end fixed from a uh, little, little fender bender I had. And uh, my, my car has a, you know, like a front collision warning or whatever. And uh, because of where the, where the accident happened, it hasn't been working. It, you know, it's just got a little, triangle with an exclamation point it says like front you know front sensor not available or whatever and so i asked them i'm like is that like it's just loose or because the bumper's fucked up and they're like they're like we don't know they're like we have to get the bumper off and i'm like okay well what like what difference is that going to make in terms of what i'm not paying for it anyway so i don't really care but i feel bad for the kid who is paying for it that if it's going to be this just a sensor that needs to be replaced and so i asked them like it's going to be about a thousand bucks so either it's going to cost $1,500 to fix a bumper and a grill, to put a new bumper and a grill on, or it's 2,500 bucks just to pop in a new sensor. Like, like what the fuck? Like just, it, it's, it's, and the reality is, is like a front collision warning. is kind of a weird thing to put in a car anyways. Cause it's like, well, you should be fucking paying attention to where you're driving. And if you're paying attention, you don't need a the car to tell you that you're going to hit somebody in front of you. Right, but we live in a world where everybody's right. on the phone all yeah. the goddamn time. That you fucking have to have it so people when they're not paying attention, and like, you know, it it breaks for you too. Like if you're really gonna hit somebody, it will slam on the brakes for you. But I don't know. It's just a it's a weird time to be alive. Yeah, you could put that on repeat, bro. <laughs> uh, where our time is is running low, but I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that there's a there's a company in Sweden that uh, reached out to us about about printing us a couple T-shirts. No, yeah, I, I we gotta, love Swedish tees. I got to email this guy back. I forget. I think it was it was. I think it was noted. Was that the name of it? Hey, tell me that they throw us like a, two free T-shirts, and then like I'll read ask. Uh, oh, it was T-post. That was called. Hi, Sunday Conversation. I really hope you're doing okay in the commotion we're dealing with right now. I really enjoy your style, so I thought I'd contact you. I'm the founder of T-Post, the world's first wearable magazine, and I would love to see you sport the brand. So if you like what we've done, just hit me back, and I can hook you up with the free shirt slash magazine so you can try us out for real. And he sent, right, us, well, he sent us email, email him back and say, we'll only do it if you can send us two free shirts. We don't yeah. need the magazine. <laughs> Save the magazine, shove it up your ass, but we'll take the two t-shirts. So we may, Hey, we may have a sponsor, a, a merch sponsor coming soon. Uh, the only thing is our listeners won't be able to buy any of it because it's a subscription only t-shirt service, which is, I know that's the model that, people well, maybe we could, for, but 
Yeah, maybe we could get into, uh, you know, oh, a little collaboration. Our, our Patreons, you know, only yeah. Patreons can get access to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to Peter. Peter's from, <laughs> uh, what did he say? I looked at, I looked at, I looked at the website because it looked a little, he's from Umea, Sweden. It looked oh. a little like fishy suspicious but i your instagram's real and they have you know it's a verified instagram you did some fact checking and everything's all right yeah it didn't didn't uh strike me as a um as a pack leash uh situation okay okay good we don't Uh, need any more doggy data out there (laughs) i forgot about that um i'll reach out to peter i'll get us a couple free t-shirts but all right uh, perfect thank you Benny, it's Sunday. I know you're home. You got to enjoy some stuff. I got to do some stuff. Let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here, pal. Good chat. I love you. Hey, love you, bro. Great chat.